But what we have is a call to serve in our gift mix in our local church. Yeah. So when you know somebody is sick in your church and you pray for them to be healed, if you know somebody who's struggling, write them a note, talk to them, encourage them, build them up, send them a verse. Those kinds of things matter. And that's the way we're supposed to function as a local church when it comes to spiritual gifts. This is Fixed on Jesus. Hey everybody, welcome to the experience that is Fixed on Jesus. My name is Rich, and across from me is Mark Johnson Jr. Hello. We have also, as always, Heather Corbett, who is behind the glass and who makes us sound better than we really are. Yeah, she's doing the mime. She's doing the mime thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, just like I've said before, this is is a journey. We don't always know where we're going to go. We know that it's going to be interesting, and we're grateful that you're here with us. So I know we know we have legions of fans, and so goodness gracious, I hope you all don't tune in at the same time and crack the internet or something like that. (laughs) So... Thank you so much for joining us. If someone has questions, Mark, or if they want to suggest a topic, how would they contact us? They would show up to our house, knock on the door, and give us a handwritten... Oh, no, not that Negative. Uh, yeah, so they would email us at production at centergilbert.com. Um, no question is off limits. Uh, as far as our topic today... Yeah, what are we talking about? Yeah, it's something I've been really interested in the last few weeks to, to months, really, um, and I'm reading different books about it, and... Um, how to discover one's spiritual gifts. But okay. before we get into that, and there's a lot gifts. of ways we can That's go with that. That's a big topic, but let's go for it. Yeah, so we talk, We spoke in previous episodes about uh, music and, and tambourines Correct, yeah. Ta- specifically. We, I don't think that counts as music, but anyway. <laughs> well, our friend and our fan, Josh Lavoie, and I have conspired oh, great. to order you, you a tambourine. You two are not a good combo. Because we are you not. Guys, yeah, We're you guys too put edgy. you guys together. Like if I was a teacher and I had a seating chart, <laughs> I look and put Lavoie over on one side and Johnson <laughs> over on the other, and I separate you guys and so that you can't get together and do this. What did you do? So if, you, you know, by the time you'll hear this song, I want you to, or I'm sorry, by the time you hear this episode, I want you to come up to Rich and ask him if he likes his tambourine because he will more than likely have it by then. A tambourine? You tambourine. guys ordered we, me a we tambourine? ordered you a tambourine. I will respectfully we not want, use it. We wanted you to preach from the pulpit with it, actually. Negative. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. No? Nope. How and about I don't a even, uh, I may. It may be at Goodwill by the time people hear Ooh, this. So if you're looking for a real good deal, head, out, head on over to your local Goodwill. Or it might be in the dumpster. <laughs> All right, Anyways. so what are we talking about? <laughs> Spiritual gifts. So, like I said, you know, personal curiosity, something I'm reading about, but also something for the first time I was convicted that I was in disobedience by not praying for additional spiritual gifts. So I'm reading a book by Sam Storms, yeah, um, who is a Reformed continuationist, uh-huh. and it's been awesome. And so, Do you remember guess, the name of it? Yes, I do. Kind Give of. Give me a second. Sort of. Kind of not. I do. Are you looking up on understanding the Google machine? spiritual gifts? Oh, a comprehensive guy. All right, there we go. Yes, Sammy, he does a good job. Yeah. So okay. So 
how does one find their spiritual gifts? We'll just start with that. Or if you maybe if you want to define what they are first. Gifts, spiritual gifts are gifts given by the Holy Spirit for Christians to work and practice in the context of a local church. Mm. And so how do we discover those gifts? Uh, it's popular. You can go online and find a gift test and find out <laughs> you know, what people say you're gifted at. But the best way to do that is get involved in a local church, get involved and be in community with people and serve where you're needed, serve where the church needs you, and then let other people identify those things that you're good at. Because sometimes we think we're good at things that we're not. And we find out what we're good at, and then we get together, and we then discover, okay, that might be something that the Lord has given me some kind of opportunity to serve in. And that is a spiritual gift. And so it's very, very, very not mystical. It's very normal. Mm. We don't need an angel from heaven to tell us, thou might have... The gift of administration. We'll just know that, right? And so other people are going to go, you know what? You can really organize things and you get stuff done. That's great. I'm just (laughs) theoretically, hypothetically. (laughs) I think that's that's a big consideration. That's the way you find it. It's very practical. Very, very, very practical. Very practical. And it's not something that I think we need to make overly complicated, right? It isn't something you need to have shorted out before you serve. No, right, exactly. And that's part of the reason, that's part of what we're, where we grow and where we, where we serve, you know, what we have, we, we start serving and people are like, man, you know what you had, you know, I really appreciate when you talk to me, I feel built up. And so maybe you have the gift of encouragement. Mm. Um, other people are like, man, you're serving all the time. And I see maybe you have the gift of helps. Yeah. And so other people, other people, the Lord maybe puts it on their heart to give time, money, energy, whatever, and they have the gift of generosity. And so like there's there's all kinds of ways to discover, and it's in the by and by, in the life that we live, not necessarily in some kind of gift test that we download off the internet. <laughs> yeah, so different than a personality test or, oh, yeah, totally. or an IQ test totally. where you get concrete totally. answers at the end. Well, these are just as concrete. You just are relying on other people and yeah. experiencing it. Right. Okay. So let's go a little further down that. Um, sure. Now, I know that scripture might not necessarily distinguish between ordinary gifts and miraculous gifts. but It absolutely does not. So there's, but that's typically how people will speak about it. Well, and that's one of the, that's yeah. one of the things people do. They're going to talk about like first Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. So what people will say is there's whatever, what are called the quote, quote unquote normal gifts. Yeah. Then the some people say miraculous gifts or, sign gifts. or the sign gifts, yeah. which are all artificial constructs people put over the Bible. So what we have, if you read First Corinthians twelve verses twenty seven thirty, we have this. Now you, that's plural, are all the body of Christ and individually members of it. He means a specific local body of Christ, not just the yeah. universal church. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers. Now, now he starts to, to list gifts. Yeah. Then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping administration, and various kinds of tongues. Now, right there, we have this list. We have miracles set next and healing set next to helping and administration. And on Sesame Street, you would say one of these things is not like the other, but that is, <laughs> but, but what we have here is we, what we re- need to recognize is that there's no such thing as a non-miraculous gift. And they're all equal. They're all absolutely equal. Yeah. So someone who has the gift of helps is just as empowered by the spirit as someone who has the gift of healing. Yeah. And so like 
it's a false dichotomy and it does damage to the text to say that there are two categories of gifts. That is absolutely not true and you mm. could never get that from the text. Yeah. So there are people out there who are uncomfortable with the miraculous gifts. So they have a position where they say that these gifts have ceased. Yeah. Cessationism. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. So, and I can just say that's a radical, the, the modern day cessationism that's becoming more popular is a radical form of cessationism that has not existed before the last 50, 60 years. Mm. So this is not a cessationism that Luther held, that Calvin held, that Spurgeon held, that Augustine held. Augustine actually changed his mind over time and became open to the spiritual gifts where he was closed and then he realized I was wrong. And yeah. so there's actually a documentary of sorts out there that is called Cessationism. And a dun, lot... Dun, dun. Uh, oh, no, it's not sinister. They're just wrong. <laughs> and so... Tell them. Yeah, and they're if just... If you want to openly debate this, come on the podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, they're just they're just incorrect. And so they're like I would recommend you can watch it and see. But there's a there's a wonderful video that is uh, that Ortland I can't remember if it's Dane or Gavin Ortland responded to the video and pointed out some of the things that they'll just say things that are just not true or not proven by the Bible. So the Bible in itself gives no indication that the miraculous gifts have ceased. So that's a big thing. But at the same time, the focus of the New Testament is not the spiritual gifts. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't find it. I was trying to hit the hit the yeah. Google machine and that's figure right. out. Is that between a, a father and a son? No, it's not. I, oh, okay. it's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, li we'll link it up. Yeah. I'll find it. I'll tell Heather. She'll put it in the show notes. It's awesome. Fine. So anyway. Yeah. So you made it clear there's no distinguishment in scripture amongst the gifts in terms of their level of, they're all miraculous to be, to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. To be, and there's yeah. also no specific, there's no tight list. Like every time the That's gifts are listed. That's what I was going to ask. Every time the gifts are listed, you know, how you have first Corinthians 12 and 14, you have Romans 12. You have First Peter 2, you have Ephesians 4, maybe. There's not a list that's like, okay, this is the authoritative list, which means yeah. that every kind of, of, of talent, every kind of ability the Lord gives to people, and we don't have to sort of say, well, it's, we, don't see it in, we don't see encouragement in the Bible, so therefore that's not yeah. a gift, or it's not true. It's not as if Paul has this master list in his mind that if it's not listed here, then therefore that's not a gift. The Lord is the Lord gives all kinds of different spiritual gifts for the building up and encouragement of the church. Yeah. So the context is like if you have the gift of healing, you don't go out on a crusade and try to be a, a healer somewhere like for hire. That's ridiculous <laughs> and unbiblical. But what we have is a call to serve in our gift mix in our local church. Yeah. So when you know somebody's sick in your church and you pray for them to be healed, if you know somebody who's struggling, write them a note, talk to them, encourage them, build them up, send them a verse. Those kinds of things matter. And yeah. that's the way we're supposed to function as a local church when it comes to spiritual gifts. Love that. Love that. So to kind of, you basically defined what continuationism is, which is antithetical to cessationism. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, we use the word continuationist and we yeah. don't use the word charismatic anymore. Yeah. Because... That word, that word means mostly now it means Pentecostal right. thinking. And so um, what we don't, when we talk about the ongoing nature of the spiritual gifts, we're not saying the scripture is insufficient. The scripture is sufficient. Mm. The scripture is sufficient. Everything we have in the Bible, Genesis to Revelation is authoritative and breathed out by God. And so though that is absolutely true. The canon is closed, but at the same time, that same canon 
indicates there are gifts, including the gift of prophecy, that is meant for the building up, encouragement, and consolation of the church so that well, prophecy isn't telling the future. It's encouraging a saint with a timely scripture, encouragement, word, or something like that, that in the moment encourages, builds them up, or consoles them. That's mm-hmm. all prophecy is. It's not like Isaiah, thus saith the Lord, and you must obey. That is not how it works. Even yeah. in 1 Corinthians 14, we see that when Paul says, if a prophecy comes, you should weigh it. Mm. Touch the spirits. Yeah, yeah, we're man. not, we don't, like when you were in the Old Testament, nobody was telling, hey, listen, when Nahum speaks, when Obadiah speaks, when Isaiah speaks, you should weigh that prophecy. Heck no. There's no weighing it. You just listen and obey. Yeah. But in the New Testament, it's different. And so it's different. We need to weigh those things. So that, that command to weigh it was almost like a built-in safety mechanism against It's people, meant to be that. Yeah, taking advantage of. So like... There's two. There's a lot of different ways I could go right now. So, I would just say you mentioned like the canon closing. I know that's one of the popular arguments for the cessationist viewpoint. Sure. Well, they'll say that the miraculous gifts or gifts ceased when the canon was written. They were there and meant to before the scriptures were written to show the truth of the gospel. Right. Well, and the problem is that's an argument from silence. We don't mm. want to make an argument from silence. And yeah. it's also an argument from history. It's not a biblical argument. Right. You cannot find in the Bible any evidence that the gifts have ceased. The only thing that people point to is first, well, prophets will pass away. Prophecies uh, will pass kind away. Of, right. First Corinthians 13 verse As nine. for tongues. Yeah. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes... So it's a debate over who the perfect is. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. They say this is the perfect. They say the the perfect is the Bible. But But the the perfect is Christ. The perfect is the return of Jesus. And we see this in verse 12. For now I see in the mirror dimly, but, but then face to face. Who's who? Have we seen the Bible? No, it's Jesus, <laughs> yeah. not the closed canon. Yeah. And so now there's a lot of other sort of fancy arguments they'll make about like how you know there was no more talk of of prophetic or or yeah. or like miraculous gifts after First Corinthians, and First Corinthians was written early in the canon. That's all. That is not. But that, silence doesn't mean silence doesn't yeah. mean that it's a good argument. And secondly, it's not even a good argument. There's right. other instances in other places. And so yeah, anyway. that's great. Yeah. The, a lot of this is like I'm very fresh on my mind just from the, the Sam Storms book. So he's going over all the arguments. So it's it's been great for this exact conversation. It go He goes over all the arguments from both sides yeah, and then kind of explains his position mm-hmm. um, through that. And there's just so many. There's a, like I said, I have like unlimited questions on this one. So why don't why doesn't this something that comes out on Sundays? Like, why don't we talk about this on Sundays? And then I would also ask, is our Sunday service? specifically functioning as a cessationist. No, I'd say no. But like, first of all, let's recognize, do you know how many chapters there are in the New Testament, Mark? Let's see. No. 260. Do you know how many talk about specifically about spiritual gifts? 13? Four. Mm. So if we're going to take the emphasis of the Bible, is the emphasis of the Bible in the New Testament going to be on spiritual gifts? No, absolutely not. No. So the emphasis is on Jesus. We're fixed on Jesus, not fixed on spiritual gifts, <laughs> right? So yeah. our spiritual gifts should amplify our love and, and devotion to Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. So in my opinion, 
Churches that focus on spiritual gifts and highlight those to such a degree, number one, that's man-centered. Number two, that does damage to way, the way the New Testament says, says spiritual gifts function. Yeah. Spiritual gifts function on the side to encourage. Mm. They're not in the center to teach or instruct. Yeah. We preach and teach the Bible, right? Yeah. And so on Sundays, it might not seem we're very quote unquote continuationist, but I would say, no way, that's not true. We've got all kinds of work that's going on behind the scenes. People are administrating, people are helping, there are people praying for one another, we have people who are praying for folks to get healed, we have people who are encouraging one another as they have conversations before and after church. Anyone who's preaching is using the gift of preaching, anyone who's leading is using the gift of leading. Now, is there prophecies where people say, thus saith the Lord? No, but you know what? That's not, in my opinion, the way it should go, Mm. because that's not the primary emphasis of what we see in the New Testament. Yeah, that's great. So in short, there is, it is functioning on a Sunday. I think so, yeah. It may not look like some of the ways people want. Yeah, I guess when I think of the question, I even had the wrong thing. I was like, how come we don't see the quote unquote miraculous gifts on a Sunday? And you made it clear that um, that's not the emphasis of what we're teaching. Yeah, and there are times that the Lord, like there are times where the Holy Spirit pours out his presence and there are unique experiences people have. Yeah. And so we're not going to pretend like that stuff doesn't happen. Yeah. That happen. You can read about that stuff in history, right? Mm-hmm. And so the other thing is I want people to practice these, like practice prophecy and praying for people encouragement and those kinds of things, praying for people to be healed. And part of the way we can do that, there's two ways we can do that. One, in small group. If you're not in a small group, join a small group. Yeah. You join people in a prayer meeting, you pray for those kinds of things. We're doing that there. Also, we have quarterly worship nights. Mm. And at those nights, we have time to sing in an unhurried way, pray, and then practice that gift of prophecy in a setting that is that is that is non- threatening because one of the things on a Sunday morning is we've got a bunch of people in that room that are not Christians. Mm. We have people there who are not Christians. And if I'm going to highlight something, I'm going to highlight the ministry of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to make sure that if there's one thing they get, it's the gospel. Yeah. Not what spiritual gifts are because that does not save somebody. No. The gospel of Jesus Christ does. Awesome. So we talked about one extreme where cessationism, let's go to the other side of it where, there's a let's say there's a church there is churches out there that are hyper focused on that where they say everyone has to speak in tongues or yeah. everyone has every gift yeah or their style of worship isn't as fixed or centered on the gospel they're more focused on the emotional experience how do you think about that and are they also doing damage to the text I think they're doing damage to the text as well when they do that because we have no evidence that every Christian who's filled with the Spirit speaks in tongues because tongues are a gift. Mm. Tongues just mean languages. Yeah, It's not ecstatic speech. And so not everybody has that. We see that very clearly in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse 29. So here are a series of of what are called rhetorical questions. Paul's mm. asking a question. This isn't hard, but I want to do audience participation. You answer <laughs> the question for me, Mark. Okay? okay, I'll try. All right, you can do this. I got the Google machine. Are all apostles? No. Good. Are all prophets? <laughs> mm, no. Are all teachers? No. Do all work miracles? No, sir. Do all possess gifts of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? Mm, no. Do all interpret? Absolutely not. Okay, so that's the point. Not all have all gifts, right? And so it's not a lack of faith if you don't have gifts. That's one of the things Mm. that you get. It's not a lack of faith. It's a lack of gifting. And you know what? (laughs) What's more important than spiritual gifts? Fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. That's right. 
I'd much rather have a mature Christian than a gifted Christian because sometimes that gift can run people off into the wrong way. Yeah. Misuse Spiritual of gifts are far less important than fruit of the Spirit. Awesome. So we're going to focus on something. Let's focus on love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Yeah. So as far as tying it back to our topic, like discovering one's own personal gift, you gave us some really practical advice on how to do that. How do we distinguish between like personality and gifting? So like, let's say someone is very organized and very what they would consider type A. Are they automatically you know, gifted in administration or can someone's gift not match their personality? You know what? I, I know it's a hard I question. I think it's a hard, I don't think yeah. we need, we're not led in the text to overthink that. If yeah. someone's good at administration, maybe they were good at that before they got saved mm. and the Lord now infuses it with new power and boom, they have the gift of administration. That's great. We don't need to overthink it because we don't have to like put these things in boxes yeah. so that we have a clear understanding of what's happening. Is this me <laughs> or is it the Holy Spirit? The answer is it's both of you. Yeah. Always. Right. And so, we don't have to like get all clinical about that and do math formulas to make sure, you know, we know exactly where it's coming from. Okay. So is, if, if someone is in a position that I'm in and they're seeking to, they're des they desire additional gifts, is the main thing just to be praying for them? Or is there anything Pray else one practice. can do to Pray obtain? Pray and practice. Let the Lord put something on your heart. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to grow in the gift of prophecy. Paul says, I want to let that, you know, we should all earnestly desire the greater gifts, especially that you have prophesied. Okay. What does that look like? Let me practice. And how do you practice? Well, you pray for people. And when you feel like the Lord has an encouragement for someone, let's say you're praying for someone and you think, okay, I feel like they might be discouraged or I saw them and they didn't look quite right. I'm going to go up and pray for them. And maybe the Lord will give you a verse. You tell them a verse. That's, that's the gift of prophecy functioning. Okay. So, so it's practice that and make mistakes. Yeah. It's so it's entirely possible to not know. Absolutely. That's another thing. I know you said that doesn't have to be, you know, clearly categorized into what box, but. And it also is practically, you don't, you're not very good. You got to grow at whatever oh, you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's see. Not it's like not immediately, you a, you're not an expert. It's not like you get a download a new, you know, like some kind of new software and boom, this is Mark 2.0. <laughs> the Matrix. The Matrix. And yeah. yeah, exactly. No, you got to grow in it. It's yeah. like, it's a nor, it's like non mystical, non weird. We don't need. We don't need the lights low, candles on, and music in the background. We just need, let's be non-weird. That's one of the things. As Christian, let's go forth and be normal. And we can even be normal when it comes to spiritual gifts. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, everything you've showed me about the past with the 90s Christian culture was not normal. So I Correct. think that's a good aim, especially right. with the spiritual gifts. Yeah, well, they were doing their best. So, <laughs> I know. Anyway. It was just funny. They'll make fun of us in the future. <laughs> exactly. Like these guys were talking on microphones about yeah, exactly, random whatever. topics uh, from the Bible and exactly. misconceptions. Um, yeah. So that's most of what I have. I guess I would just say one more thing I can see here is like, I know we already made it very clear that the miraculous gifts are not anything different than every other gift. Correct. Is there some gifts that no longer exist at all? Well, I mean, the office of apostle doesn't exist anymore. Mm, that's what, okay. The office. When you of say apostle, office, what do you, I, I think I know, but let, can you clarify? Yeah. Somebody is who Is there writes, apostles? Yeah, there was. There somebody was who, or there is? I would say the office of apostle does not exist. Paul was an apostle sent by God to be a minister to the Gentiles to write scripture, right? Okay. The gifting of apostolic ministry seems to 
continue, but the way that continues is different. It's not through scripture. It's yeah. through. So there are sometimes men who have influence beyond their local church. Who what? Have influence beyond their yeah. local church. That's all it is. That's the gift of apostle. Well, how would yeah. you say it? Gift. I would say they seem to have an ability that is that has influence beyond their local church. I wouldn't use the word apostle because it's too confusing. Yeah. I mean, I just I'm out with that. Yeah. Like, if you there's did, just no there's no reason to use that word. Yeah. If you dig too far on forums oh, online and that's different like, things, that's always a mistake. Go on forums. <laughs> like, I was on the Puritan board. Still, but still, might as well jump in a canal behind my house. <laughs> it's all brown and nasty. Like that's what some of those forums are like. Just yeah. like whatever. So okay, so the office of apostle doesn't exist, but you believe the gifting does, but it functions differently than very much. Yeah. Uh, you know, divinely inspiring. It doesn't divinely inspire scripture. Anybody who says they write scripture is not to be listened to, not to be heard. It they're crazy. If okay? they combine verses, if they. Listen, there's all kinds of false teachers it's an out there. Inside joke, inside joke. There's all kinds of verses out. There's all kinds of false teachers out there, mm. and so we need to watch out. But it, a very easy one is if yeah. someone says something. If someone says, "Here's some of the things." If someone says the world's going to end such and such a date, false teacher. Mm. If someone says they're writing scripture, false teacher. If someone says, "Here's a prophecy and you must obey," false teacher. Yeah, just avoid those people. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Thank you for answering all those. I know this is going to be one where we get some emails. Yeah, I'm going to think of questions after. Quest yeah, sure. People have questions. Where? How should they contact us? Production at centergilbert.com. Yeah, and check out the show notes. Heather will have some notes in there. If you're interested in watching that documentary on cessationism and oh, the, yeah. the, the response from Ortland, I think it's really, really, really well done. She'll have yeah. that link. In. I'm going to check into that too. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.